Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. to the game um you know just not good enough for us um you know the performance speaks for itself man we turned the ball over at the early portions of the game you can't do that you can't do that versus anybody we gave them the short field three times in the first half or so um and so it was an uphill battle the rest of the way because of that they were able to you know you know hide the ball a little bit because of those circumstances you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning. You're in the locker room. And Wild Wild West is uh, my partner today. <laughs> uh, Wolf's uh, at home. And... Uh, uh, he's going to come But in. I'm here in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> wolf, Wolf, Wolf. Okay, Wolf. I gotta, I, I gotta tell you something. Uh, there, Good, there was, me. there was blood in the streets uh, yesterday uh, in Cincinnati for the Steelers. So uh, no question about yeah, it. Uh, uh, when, when you, when you, when I, I wanted to say, Chaluch, I gotta ask you something now. Yeah. How frustrating was it as you're watching this thing start to fall apart in front of you? When you know, you know, okay, number one, we talked about physicality last week. You got to come out in a physical frame of mind. You got to start putting the whack on them. And you saw things happen. Derek Watt got hit. You know, you saw other guys, Juju gets blown up. And you think to yourself, number one, you're already losing the battle of hitting right there. Second of all, how do you come out and spot three turnovers to a team in the first half. Right. Oh, that's ginormous because you're giving life. You're fanning the flames for this team. So those two jumped out at me immediately in that first half. So Ryan Finley was a third-team quarterback, and uh, he played very well. No question about it in the sense of running the ball. He threw some timely passes, but take a look at his passing. I mean, it wasn't anything that they the Steelers couldn't contend with. I think he – optionated him a little bit, and that was creating a couple of problems there, especially when he ran for that 23-yard touchdown. Finley, you got to hand it to him. He made enough plays to get things done. You know, and uh, Alex Highsmith uh, crashed, and uh, he was uh, uh, he was not uh, uh, staying at home. 
Well, the problem is it wasn't just Highsmith, but you take a look. I think there was some confusion between linebackers and Highsmith. Right. You know, that was one of the situations they had in Baltimore. They had in Tennessee whenever they did some stuff there. Who has got the mesh point? Who's got the quarterback? Who's tackling the dive back? All those sorts of things. And there was, I think, uh, some confusion. And certainly the Steelers, it's unfortunate, man, but you know, you've really put yourself in a hole now at 11 and 3. You know, uh, this the uh, uh, Bengals rush for 152 yards. Wow, that's without that's Joe physical. Mixon. Yeah, without, without their Joe number Mixon. one running back. And uh, Gino, uh, Gino uh, uh, Bernard was. Uh, Giovanni was very good. He was. Better than what I've seen him of late. Yeah. That's for sure. Their offensive line. But I got that, it. Yeah, go ahead, Wolf. Hey. Wes, no, no, here's the thing about it, fellas, and, and I know I, you, I'm preaching to the choir, okay? I just turned on the tape this morning. I'm watching a little bit. Just watch. When, when you've got the orange-colored jerseys on offense, what happens to the white-colored jerseys on the other side of the ball? Hmm. Watch how often on the run plays they go backwards, yep. okay? That's, that's tough duty. But that, that, in essence, tells you everything you need to know about the running game. Just, just watch it. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah, yeah. there was there was a, a big third down late in the fourth quarter. Right. I think it was third and one, yeah. where Quentin Spain, the right guard for the Bengals, took out two of the Steelers. Right, uh, Giovanni Bernard ran right up his backside, and he took out two of the Steelers for about two, three yards going forward. Man, that's something that we have not seen happen to to the Steelers front very often this season, and. That's obviously, you know, on the other side, we haven't seen nearly enough of that from our offensive line in the run game either. So Trey Hopkins and Quinn Spain uh, double-teamed uh, the defensive mm-hmm. tackle. Uh, Bobby Bobby Hart and Fred Johnson and Xavier Sofilo. They, 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 Sofilo, yeah. Sofilo. They, they, they came off the ball, Wolf. They did. Yeah. They did. I, one good thing about not being on the broadcast last night, was the ability to really watch and, and be able to watch it without uh, yapping my brains out, which uh, I'm so very good at doing, right? Yeah. So the fact is, watching this unfold, all you had to do was concentrate on watching which way the colored jerseys move forward and which way the white jerseys move backwards. And then on the flip side, when the white jerseys had the ball, who was moving backwards, who was moving forward? I mean, it really comes down to some... Simple physicality, blocking and tackling. And here's the thing about it, fellas. Man, I, and and Chalucci, remember back in 88 and 89 when things looked really dismal and we had some really tough times? Yeah. The thing about it is Chuck would look at you and he'd tell you this. All your answers to all the questions that you got are in the four walls of the locker room, fellas. You're right. staring at it. All right? Here's the thing about it. We know what works. Right. 11 and 0. What worked? Well, what worked was people were being blocked, people were being tackled, people were catching the ball, and people were running with the ball. What's happening at 0-3? People are not being blocked, people are not being tackled, people are not running well with the ball, and people are not catching the ball. So 11-0 and and three, uh, three oh, loss. 0-3. Yeah, 0-3 oh, loss. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I, I don't know that uh, uh, they're – you know, Wolf – do you think they're, they're, they come out of this malaise? Well, I think they if they're going to have a crack at the postseason, <laughs> they've got to come out of the malaise. You know, I mean, this, this malaise is as thick as marmalade or mayonnaise. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. Malaise. But right I, now, 
they're finding themselves in a, in a whole lot of stuff. I did do a little research, fellas. If this has ever research away, Wes. If this has ever happened to a team that's gone on to have success in the right, playoffs, right? Um, I could only find, and again, I you know I, I spent maybe 20, 30 minutes on this this morning, so not extensively, but I, I did some research. Two teams who went into the playoffs right. on a long win streak. Right. The nineteen sixty nine Minnesota Vikings, who no, lost no, nineteen sixty nine L A Rams. L A Rams as well, yeah, or maybe yeah. that maybe that's what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a team in sixty nine who lost in the first round of the playoffs. Right. The, to the Green Bay. To the to Green Bay in sixty nine, and then the two thousand nine New Orleans Saints, yeah. who won the Super Bowl. Right. They started the season thirteen and zero, and then lost their last three games of the regular season to go thirteen and three then went on to to win the Super Bowl. So there's not a lot of precedent for for the start that the Steelers had and then, you know, a losing streak like this towards the end. No question about it. In my mind, again, I, I don't think, and I know right now, and this is the hard part for today's show, all right, and all the shows this week. Number one for, for I don't know, for me, is trying to convince people or make them understand that this is not about panicking. This is not about... Uh, suddenly, that's. Uh, are we going to have a conversation that maybe we should start Mason or Duck? Um, are we going to start to, you know, start uh, saying, well, we we got to scrap the the three four four two four whatever. I don't care defense we've been playing and go to something else. No, there's some natural attrition that's occurring right now. We've lost what four or five starters off the number one defense, and no matter how many times you say the standard is the standard, every time a, a uh, starter goes down, that standard drops a little bit. Right. And even in, in, in this league, Chaluch, tell me about a 5% drop in performance. What happens? Oh, cool. man, the, the, you, you, you lose. You, lose. you get killed. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's exactly it. So, you know, these are things you got to come to grips with, but the good news is, you still got seven. You still got some guys that are very capable of doing it. They did it during the 11-0. and And just like uh, New Orleans turned it around, these guys can turn it around. Uh, Wolf, did, did you see Mason Rudolph uh, warming up at the start <laughs> of the second half? You know, I heard you guys talking about it, and I was I was kind of like elbow deep in some snackerations here, uh, so I apologize. What'd you eat? I was, what'd you eat? <laughs> It would be, it would be easier to say what I didn't eat rather than what I. <laughs> well, if you should so see, let's we, not got, even... we got a delivery here to the studio today. A bunch of cookies for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're would missing it out. Not, I, of course, I'm not there. And what happens? Yes, <laughs> they deliver cookies. Oh, god, zooks. You know that's that's just God being kind to me because you know you know the problem is. Um, we're having a little issue getting under 300 over the Christmas holidays here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that's just a break. Way in Wednesdays tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think my scale has already been eaten by the dog or something. You know, don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll wait till we'll wait till 2021 for the next way in Wednesday. Right. right. We'll take a little take a little holiday siesta here on the way in Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. I love you, bro. <laughs> Guys, what what's what's crazy to me? What I keep coming back to from last night is. The end of the first quarter, yeah. the Steelers had two yards on offense and two turnovers. Right. The, at the end of the first, I mean, again, two yards and two turnovers for the offense. Yeah. At the end of the first half, it was seventeen to nothing. Right. If the Steelers on offense would have just taken a knee on every single play and then punted, they'd only been down three nothing instead right. of seventeen to nothing. Yeah. That to me, 
we knew, I think even during the win streak, right, we, we knew that there were some limitations for this offense, that they were going to seven was right. going, that, you know, that the Hall of Fame gunslinger was running the show. We, we knew that we, we maybe wanted a little bit more in the run game and, and, right. and, and maybe a little bit more intermediate to deep shots downfield, some things like that. But, man, I, what I did not think is that we'd be here at a point where the offense – is is hurting the team like you know like like the 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 turnovers three turnovers in the first half putting you down seventeen points. We right. know they have their limitations, yeah. but they can't like that cannot continue to happen. You know, I, I, I everybody's lost their confidence yeah. in Ben, and uh, you know what? But one of the things that I said was Ben uh, as as play as poorly as he plays in the first half. He comes back in the second half, and he came back in the second half. But he, but it, no it, question about it. Yeah. But Chulich, we've been in that room. We know. First of all, when you say everybody's lost confidence, we're talking about people outside the locker room. Okay. You talk to the guys inside the locker room, inside the offensive unit, offensive uh, line meeting room. Those guys are all on board. We remember, remember Terry. When Terry was struggling at the end right. towards the last couple of years of his career, we understand that you've got maybe some physical ailments that he won't speak about. Because the one thing you don't want to do is go, Yeah, you know what? My knee hurts and I can't move around real well. So what's going to happen? You're going to, you're going to create issues where the defense is going to peg you and you know where you're going to be. And they're going to just blitz and do stuff like that or the elbow. You're not going to admit to stuff like that. You can't. But the fact is, this guy can still. Get the job done, but you've got to give them time, and you've got to have people around them making uh, the plays. You know, I don't have to tell you who dropped balls. I don't have to tell you who uh, got tackled with one arm. Uh, it's there. you got to look at it. And I don't believe in pointing fingers and, and, and stuff like that, but this is all hands on deck. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we saw was the collapsing of the pocket. Absolutely. Yeah, they they too much. Ra- they too ran much. six, seven, eight guys on the line of scrimmage, and they they blitzed. They did, yeah. and you know you cut, created some confusion. And what what did we talk about last week? The strength of this Bengals team was the bookends up front right. and the two safeties on the back end. The bookends yeah. and the back end, and those guys were pretty lethal last night. Yeah, and. Uh... And the uh, the Von Bell and Jesse Bates played well. Absolutely. And yeah. William Absolutely. Jackson played well. He's the best man-to-man cover guy in their team. Yeah, they've got a lot of questions in terms of that roster construction going forward, but I think their secondary is is in place yeah. for, for the future here. They've, yeah. they've got some really nice pieces uh, in their secondary. You know, they, they, uh, they came up and pressed uh, the, yep. the Steeler wide receivers and bump and run. Well, what bothered me was when you got those one-on-ones to the outside because if you got a few extra dudes in the box, right? So you you're pressing, you're playing man. You got to win those. Yeah. The receivers got to win those. Mm-hmm. James Washington, Chase Claypool, whoever's out there, you got to win those one-on-ones and stack that guy on you or get inside leverage and do whatever you need to do to make yourself available to bet. Those are that's just what winning football is. It's not pointing out uh, anything that nobody you know doesn't understand that's just winning football so we got to take a break and uh he's wolf that's wes wild wild wes and he's uh with us today and i'm tunch and we'll be back after this 
thought they had a good plan. You got to tip your cap to them, particularly with some of the quarterback design runs um, that were able to keep us off balance and uh, minimize some of the things that we were able to do on possession downs. And so you, I want to give them credit. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. And Wild Wild West. <laughs> Inside the locker room. Inside the locker you know, room. This is what I love about you guys. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of Steelers shows, a lot of people, they'd be playing the depressing tunes coming right. back. Yeah. Tunch wants to celebrate, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's Christmas week. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great day to be alive. We got a lot to be thankful for, right, despite right. the three game losing yeah, streak. Yeah, we 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 got to thank Jesus for uh, the blessings in our lives. Um, so I don't know. Hey, Wolf, are you on? Of course, I'm All still right. here. All right, um, <laughs> this is so 2020 here, well, fellas. Wolf, I tell you, uh, what was going through your head uh, in that game last night? At what point? I mean, there's so many various points. Yeah, you're sitting there and you're going, you know, uh, when when Ben overthrew that one and dropped it in Mackenzie Alexander, and then Chooks lit him up on the sidelines. What are you doing, Chooks? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're just making a bad situation turn even worse. And right. I understand he's a young guy, and I won't say that I or you yeah. didn't uh, take a shot at a guy because uh, <laughs> we're honked off we, and, we, and we, incur we, a, a penalty. You would never. But, but we we took a lot of shots at. Guys, but we well, didn't the, get, the point was there was penalized. a lot loose. We didn't get penalized. Well, I'm sorry. I was there when you were penalized. You were there when I was penalized. <laughs> we did have our moments, Jalucci. You can't deny it. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's history. But the fact is, you know, here's the thing about it. You're on a on, on the big stage, you got Monday night football, and uh, you've you you know, you, you've been struggling a little bit, and everything you do, you've got to keep in context of is this going to hurt my team or not? There are times when you want to even the score with somebody. Okay, I get it, but that's not the time, and that certainly wasn't the place. On their sideline, six, seven yards out of bounds, and then you end up sitting on their bench, you know, because you started a kind of a mass brawl and stuff. Right. I don't know. I just you can't let your emotions get out of hand. That's I th- all. I thought last night would be a get right game for the Steelers. Yep. Right. Well, yeah. we talked about it. We said it was an opportunity to get right. But you you got to take advantage of those opportunities, and they didn't. What you saw was you saw a team, the Cincinnati Bengals, in the pit of misery of an 0-2, 0-10 and 1, uh, I'm sorry, a 2-10 and 1 season, uh, rise up and say, dilly, dilly, you're in the pit of misery too because at least we can put some pain on the Steelers. And let me tell you, Ryan Finley was talking all about it in his post uh, you know, post game press conference. Without a doubt, I keep I keep coming back to that Ravens game, right, guys? That you know it was supposed to be Thanksgiving that got delayed a few times, right? Something happened in that stretch there, where where just the mojo has been lost. Yeah, and and Ryan Finley has not a big arm, and nope. he he sets up quick and he uh, gets rid of the ball quick, and he's and he he showed that uh, he was a runner last night. He did, indeed, and you're correct. Um, you know, Wes, I think you're on to something, my friend, because here's the thing about it. You play those three games in 12 days, and I know that, uh, you know, when Tennessee came around, we had the COVID thing, and, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, don't delay it. If Here's the thing. If you show up, you did your work, you did your due diligence, you got your people, show up and play the game, or 
forfeit. And people are like, oh, you can't forfeit. I mean, well, you know what happens? You get back-ended, you run through a streak, you get some injuries, you get some bumps, bruises, wear and tear in a short period of time. And I know a lot of people were saying, well, that's, you know, you can't do that. But, yeah, you could do that. That's the way it was set up to start with. You know, I mean, a player's frame of mind, and Tunch, you know this, you're five days out, you're three days out, you're one day out. You have routines and set things right. that get you through those periods of times. And when that disappears, you get some issues going on, and I think they're suffering from some of the, the issues. So you work on your technique every day, and you work on your technique in practice, and then you work on your technique after practice. You uh, you get a, a, a guy to give you a Carl Lawson uh, pass rush. And, uh, right. And he, he was uh, very, very, very good on uh, Big Al. How about how about Sam Hubbard? Sam yeah, Hubbard was yeah. very good too. Yeah, Sam you Hubbard know? was good, good against Chooks. They the the uh, outside pass rushers they collapsed the pocket. They did indeed. Yeah, you're correct about that. So guys, where where do you go right when it feels like everything's going against you? When when the losing streak is 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 now at three? When the IR list continues to get longer and longer as you've kind of had injuries all over the place? How do you get this thing turned around? I know that you guys have experienced this at times when you were playing. What what's the, you know, what's the ignition? What's the kickstart to get that mojo moving back in the right direction? You work harder in practice. You focus more. You uh, you you get more intense, and uh, you 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 uh, you got focus. You suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, you know the thing about it is um, there were times and. Chalucha and I would come back, and you got practice, and you look at each other, and you, you look to the man to your right, the man to your left, man across the huddle from me, and you go, all right, have you had enough of this crap? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's about time everybody get in the same frame of mind, and you start to raise. There's there's a difference between desperation and panic, and sometimes it takes a little bit of desperation in the soul to rise the RPMs in the brain to a, a suitable level to overcome not panic it's not panic but you have to have a desire so great you know there we always used to talk about you know the spartans how they'd uh when remember chuck talking about how they they burned their boats yeah um you know after they landed on the shores of corinth yeah because they were so dedicated to victory there was no chance of retreat no going back there's a frame of mind yeah there's a frame of mind that settles into a team if they are veteran enough and you have enough leadership that takes on that sort of frame of mind, and and that's a balled up fist and a double a double duct tight uh, chin strap, and you go back at it and practice. Yeah, you you've got to uh, focus, and uh, you've got to be intense, and you you get you got to win. Yeah, I mean, win right? It's I think winning covers. Um, in the same way that losing exposes, right. you yeah. know, a, a, a magnitude of sins, winning covers a magnitude yeah. of sins. Yeah, the Raleigh, sure. the, Ra, our offensive line coach, Raleigh Dutch, used to say, winning covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. There's no question about it. And the fact of the matter is when you start to have one game, then two games, and a three-game slide, Chuck used to say, winning begets winning. But yeah. what he never used to talk about was that losing begets losing also. Hmm. All right? And it becomes contagious, and you've got to put a halt to it. you got to put a stop to it. And it comes with 
a determined steel arising in the backbones of everybody down there on the south side. And if you've got to pad up, if you've got to, uh, if you've got to have a couple of your leaders get out there and start to, uh, let's see, have a big hit, maybe a fight or two, you know what? It's, it's time to start fighting this team. All right, it's time to start going out there. Not unwanted violence. I'm not talking about that, but you know, you've got to find that dog in you somewhere, and you got to turn this thing around. I don't think they're gonna fight. I, I don't think they're gonna fight. When, when I when we I'm not when talking. We played, no, 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 we no, no. Fight, Hold on, Chalucci. But they, they uh, Mike Tomlin doesn't like fighting. I understand, but someone ignites something, and I'm not talking about just a fight. I'm talking about the fact. You come out and display that character and intensity, mm. which I think sometimes lacked last night. It's unfortunate. These guys have too much character. They got too much determination. They got too much ability in that locker room for that to happen in the first half like that. That was that's it. Just can't happen. Yep, it's happened too often these last few weeks for right. sure. Yeah. Oh, and three. Oh, and three. Yeah. Oh, and three. You want to say, uh, what do we say? We take a phone call here. Tom. All Does right. That work uh, for you? Let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. Hey, you two old folks. CR, Philadelphia, in Chicago. I feel bad for you guys this morning, man, because you got to babysit with the youngster, man. The <laughs> <laughs> Wild Wild West. How you doing, brother? I cannot complain. I'm, I'm happy to be hanging out with the two old fogies, CR. Hey man, hey, man, you ought to be thrilled, man. You really ought to be thrilled. They're I mean, getting, they're getting older and foggier every yeah, time older, I see them. Older you know? and foggier. Hey, uh, but uh, but you know, but, but but we still got we still got love for. Them. As a matter of fact, Coach, I want to congratulate you, brother, because you were awarded a a, a day yesterday. That's right. Uh, uh, the city council uh, awarded you that day, so I I'm just happy for you, man. Uh, hey Wolf. To buy to together, God be the glory. Uh, uh, Cr to God be the glory. Okay. Hey Wolf, don't be jealous. You'll get your day one day. <laughs> no, no. You you got to do something when you have a day. Okay. Well, that's what I, I said. I, you know, did, you touch. Know, I, hey. Tunch, did you, uh, you know, did you drive 200 miles an hour down the parkway yesterday? I mean, you know, did you, it's Tunch Day. Keys yeah, to the city. You could do whatever you want. No, 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 no. I, I, I just. Uh, uh, could have walked in any restaurant and taken yeah, a big old steak and just no. walked out. I mean, you had the keys to the city, baby. I, I went to the dentist yesterday morning and uh, <laughs> I, I, I studied uh, for the game last night. Okay. All right. Hey, I, I need to take a second out to, um, to uh, say, um, give a shout out to our inside the locker room, Baker's dozen, Baker's Dirty Dozen Plus. Uh, we got uh, uh, we still in twenty nine places, and we got we got eighty eight people calling in now at one point or another. And I got to give my message for all, all the people listening. Uh, don't forget to download the iHeartRadio app on your phone. Download SNR Field Nation Radio on that app. Download inside the locker room with Touch and Wolf, and more importantly. Call him at 412-919-1316. Um, hey, now, I appreciate doing this here, man, because I've heard a lot of people, well, not a lot, a couple of people that came in on board and was talking to one, and they said uh, they were able to, to do that through through this message. So uh, that's a good thing, man. Uh, let me uh, say one more thing, too. Uh, we want to give some prayers out to uh, our brother Green that, that passed away. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, um, you know, you guys know him uh, better than I do. I just know him from from the TV and everything, from the games and stuff. But um, I'm thankful that uh, 
he was able to go into the Hall of Fame and that he was able to do that as a Pittsburgh Steeler. What do you comment on that? And, you know, he, yeah, he's with the Lord now because he's a believer. And uh, mm-hmm. you prayed for Tara and his whole family. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Green was a, was a fierce competitor, a great competitor. And uh, he was, uh, it was a better guy. He was a better man, and, yeah. he, and he he did a lot of things uh, for uh, different uh, organizations. Yeah, uh, there was a text on there from uh, I, I, not text, or he called it the that thing that you know tweet. Uh, Wesley, you guys got it. There you go. There was a tweet on there from Bill Cowher that said uh, uh, Heaven's defense just got a little bit better because it got green now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, All I know is hey, that God, Kevin I'm, is with the glory of the Lord and the presence right. of the Lord. That's the big thing. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to get into a whole lot about this game. Um, I'm just going to say that um, as a, for the Steelers Nation, because I appreciate what you guys, what you just said, uh, Wes, about um, you know not going into the dumps. Yeah, we we are d- d- um, downhardened because we are you know we, well first of all, Steelers Nation has, has been not spoiled, but we've been blessed over the last. 30 years, 40 years, because of all the stuff that we have accomplished. And right now, uh, we do have our heads down. And uh, I'm just going to say that the Steel Nation is not ducking or hiding. Uh, the Monday Night Massacre was an old-fashioned butt-whooping. But even a blind squirrel occasionally can find the nut. Last time Cincinnati won at Pittsburgh, it was at Pittsburgh, and it was 11-01 in 2015. Bingo 16, still is 10. But uh, as that commercial used to say, Hey, the joy of victory for them and the agony of defeat for us. Yeah, and you know that they, they uh, cleaned their shoes uh, with the terrible towel. Yeah, and we I, I beat them. That, in, that was, uh, and we beat them in the wild card round. Yeah, who, who's what, who's Fanata? How do you pronounce his name? TJ. So, um, TJ, who's your mama? Yeah, I think that's how TJ, it's pronounced. Who's your mama? Well, you crazy. Hey, Wolf, I just want to mess with you for a minute. Uh, you know, you was talking about you were snacking yesterday. All right, let me say, let me say you were able to to snack on a on a, a lump, uh, uh the pizza. Uh, uh, what's that pizza? No, place? I wasn't. I wasn't around there. Caliente is the best place here, man. I'm telling you. All right. Well, yeah, but no doubt you know, about when you, it. When you, when you were in Pittsburgh, excuse me, you were here. You used to go to um, uh, this place in uh, Luminati's, right? Mm-hmm. So when you when you do get a pizza like that from Luminati's. What, what kind of toppings do you like, man? Man, whatever they send. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got. Wolf is I the opposite it. of picky. I'll so, tell you that much. you know, uh, That's it. Uh, when, uh, the, yeah, when Wolf tasted deep dish pizza, he tasted from Uno's uh, because yep. Marty brought a – my buddy Marty brought a <laughs> uh, pizza over from Uno's. That before the Bears okay. game. Yeah. Yep. Before, yeah, before the it was bell, awesome. Before the, yeah, well, a- a- anything that's good. Uh, and Wolf, you you got a reprieve on uh, on uh, way on Wednesday for the, uh, No doubt about the it, brother. West just, the West, West just gave it to you, but somehow you're gonna have to get that past Juan because Juan ain't gonna accept that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hey guys, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, spend a lot of time on it because uh, you know people be dogging me out about being in here, but I just want you to know that. Um, you know, in this house, we are we are very passionate. In this house, we are uh, we have the love of the Steelers. Uh, in this house, we um, we complain and we cry sometimes. 
But most importantly, in this house, we are we are family, and, that, and that's what really counts. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, in the meantime, and in between COVID nineteen time, at eleven and three, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Who? Who? Yeah. Thanks, Cr. Good hearing from you as always, uh, guys. That statement from Bill Cower. Just quickly here before we go to break, Bill Cower said we lost a legend in Kevin Green. He was a Hall of Fame player and even better person. His passion for football and life exuded in everything he did. His wow. spirit will live forever. Condolences to Tara and the entire Green family. Heaven just got better on defense. I love that man. Yeah. Tara is his wife, no I'm question. assuming. Yeah, yeah. Tara yeah. is his wife. Yeah. And she yeah. sang the national it, anthem. That's right. Right. She, and by the way, she's undefeated when uh, the Steelers are undefeated when she sings the national anthem. Yeah. 1-0, and right? Okay. All right. No, no, she's sang it a couple of times oh, nice. over the years. Well, yeah, I, Kevin told me that himself. I tell you what, Wolf. I was I down mean, in the field. Is she busy on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, God bless her. Yeah. I, no, I I'm think, sure uh, she's. You know, I'm sure she's got plenty going on. Yeah. But, uh, but exactly, man. there's no question. But all, uh, I just remember the, the pride. I will tell you this: I was down on the field, and Tara sang the national anthem, and Kevin came off the field, and he goes. You know, my girl was uh, undefeated when, uh, you know, she sings the national anthem in the Steelers play. <laughs> and they won that day. And I said, I, was, I saw Kevin. I was like, well, her record's still intact. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Well, my dad, uh, my dad's undefeated when the symphony plays the national anthem right, at Steelers right, games right, as well. Right. Yeah. Two, two and oh, baby. Your dad is. And by the way. Maybe we'll get him on Sunday. He's available. Your dad He's is available. a great <laughs> violin player. He's the first violin in the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Wolf, do you have something Absolutely. to say there real quick before we go to break? I just wanted to say thank you to your dad. He's been sending some Christmas songs yeah. that he plays in the violin, and he sends the history of some of the hymns with it, yeah. which is awesome. The just first awesome. Noel, the first Noel. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I mean, get out of town. He's got way too much free time on his hands, yeah. fellas. I mean, that, 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 might, that might be nice. That would be a problem that we'll, that we'll have in a couple months here. Uh, we're overdue for a break here, but we'll get to more of your reaction. Uh, 412-919-1316. Tunch, Wolf, I'm hanging out with the uh, with the old fogies here on a Tuesday in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Pittsburgh. It wasn't about plays. Um, we weren't performing well enough. And, and so I don't know that there were any major adjustments at, at the half schematically. Um, we didn't have enough success. We didn't convert enough third downs. Um, we didn't take care of the ball well enough to analyze the schematics from that standpoint. We had to do fundamental things better than we did in the first half. And so that was the discussion. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. 
In the locker room, Tunch, Wolf, and Wes here on a Tuesday. We'll have Bob Labriola on the show about 15 minutes from now. And you know at noon, as always, on a Tuesday, it'll be Mike Tomlin press conference Tuesday. So plenty to get to here this morning and this afternoon on ESPN and on SNR. Mike Tomlin there talking about adjustments and the start for the Steelers, guys, and maybe some more bad news in this regard. Now, eight straight games for the Steelers without points on their first possession of the game. Right. Five straight games without any points in the first quarter. Wow, man. Uh, that's It's tough to win games like that in the National Football League in 2020. You know, if uh, with the high-performance offense, you gotta you got to produce. Yeah. You, you've got to score points. Uh, and uh, Wolf, uh, I, I, you know, they, they didn't score points. They didn't score points, Chalooch. And the thing about it is, it took them how long before they got their first first down? Six drives, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, we're not even we're not even talking. And it was a Benny Snell fourth and one going over the top that got them the first down. Hmm. We're not even talking about points. We're talking about a first down. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't express enough to folks, especially when you go into another stadium. And I, I get it. You know, it's, it's we got COVID. There's not fans. It's not the noise and that, but. Still, the, the, the idea is you take it to them and you get a quick start and let them on. You're setting that tone. What did we get in Buffalo last week? Tyler Matakevich lights up Ray Ray McLeod on the very right. first kickoff. We're on our 10-yard line. And then, then uh, you know, you had the DJ drop the ball. Deontay Johnson dropped the ball on the first pass play. Mm-hmm. And it, it sets this tone of incompetence or not getting the job done early on. And and I think the Steelers really are reeling from being, not being able to get untracked early. So Derek Watt uh, got concussed, and w- there was no fullback. Uh, you know, I was, no, they didn't. They, I was expect- you can't have a fullback. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. a fullback in that game. Uh, Derek Watt digging guys out. Well, no question about it, but Derek Watt, I was it, it was alarming to see him concuss like that because you yeah. saw the stiffening of the body. Yeah. This he, is just like a heavyweight TJ knockdown. Run out there right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, those sorts of issues, those are that's tough. And uh, losing Derek Watt like that, you know, despite the fact that he got pushed from behind, I don't think there was any any penalty assessed no. there. Uh it's kind of like like uh Juju got lit up at the on the logo by Von Bell and hit Von hit him with his helmet to the chin. Yeah, is there any penalty on that one? Well, no. I, yeah, th- there was no penalty, and I expected a penalty on that one. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, Juju was dancing on the logo. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Would you, if you were Mike Tomlin, would you tell him to stop? I would have a serious conversation right. with the young man, um, just simply because of this. Look, what you're doing is you're attracting the wrong attention to yourself, and what you're doing now is you're making that you're making it so that when there is an opportunity, you make a target out of yourself even more so than what normally you're you're experiencing. That's just a crossing route. You're coming on a crossing route on the logo that you were dancing on, and then people. I, and I got it. Some people say, oh, you're making too much out of this. It's this and that. It's like I always said, people don't understand bulletin board material. They say it's negligible, except to the people that are personally affected right. by it. And I will always go back to Monday night in Dallas, in the locker room, 
two hours before kickoff when Merlin Olson came in. And Merlin looked at me and said, how are you going to block Randy White? You can't do that. And I tell you what, we won that game. And I'll say no more, but um, Merlin was helpful to me that you night. You played a great game <laughs> against well, Randy White. Uh-huh. Well, you know, the fact is um, we all take those things personally. And you challenge your manhood. You challenge you on the intensity of a Monday night football game and everything else. You know, it's good things can happen for those who uh, take it right. So Von Bell uh, lit up Juju. Yes, uh, he did. Yeah. And he talked about it after the game, and he smiled about it. And I saw 19 and, and you know, talking about Juju's jersey number. Yeah. And, and we know, you know, what right. he's been doing. And Did, yeah. you, did he talk about dancing he, on the he, he uh, logo? He talked about that before the game, too. Right. Yeah. Von Absolutely. Bell, Von Bell did it. And he went out there and backed it up with the big hit and the forced yeah. fumble. Yeah. I, I just, guys, I'm. you mentioned Mike Tomlin saying something to Juju. I'm surprised – Seven or ninety-seven hasn't said something to him right. yet. I, I wouldn't even think that it would need to get up to Coach Tomlin, uh, you know, to that point. I, I would think that Cam or Ben would would be able to squash that pretty quick, or Pouncey, one of those guys, be able right. to squash that pretty quick. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that uh, quite possibly that's already happened. Um, I don't know. You know, here's the problem that I have right now because this is a COVID year. Normally, Tunch and I. We get to interact with the guys. We're around the guys. Now, we can't you can't be there on the south side on basically and watch practice and know it. how's Ben throwing the ball, this and that. You know I mean? Too much. There's not a whole lot that you can get done by watching them. And so I feel like there's a, I don't know, uh, I, I don't have a good feel for what's going on on the team like in normal years when you get to talk to the guys and right. so forth. So it's a little more difficult now to find out really what's going on internally. And, and you, we, we can't watch film. Uh, we can't watch well, film in the film room. Not the same sort of film that we normally watch. Right, but right, right. We still right. watch film. Well, yeah, but it's not the same. We still watch film, but uh, we don't. We don't watch uh, situational film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing about it is going back to those private conversations that you have. Those are very instructive. You just you listen to a player, and it's not just what he says, what he doesn't say, and the tone of his voice, and those sorts of things. You understand because we lived it, and so um, it's a little frustrating because you, you'd like to know a little deeper about what's going on in the internal aspect of the mm-hmm. team, but um, that's not something we're going to be able to to handle this year. When uh, I, I was watching film with Ryan Shazier. Uh, I asked him what he was looking at, and uh, he, right. he he explained to me uh, what he was looking at, and uh, I, you know, I, pl- not playing linebacker on defense, I had I learned a great deal from Ryan Shazier. No question, no question about it. Those are those things that, yeah, missing out in, in this COVID time. Obviously, right. that, that's one of the things that I always really enjoyed talking with you guys about because you uh you two being down there so much and being so involved with the team i felt like you had a really good pulse. Right. you know your finger on the pulse of the team yeah. in the locker room and those type of things but yeah obviously that's that's, that's much more difficult to do when you're sitting in a in green tree and they're all the way down yeah. on the south side that's out the window <laughs> right oh. and i you know i go back to what we were talking about earlier and and, and Wes, you pointed out something so huge about the eight games and the five games and, yeah. you know, not scoring touchdowns and that. Think about it. Six drives to get one first down. <laughs> Six drives. 
and it was a fourth down over the top, barely made it. Wolf, deal. The, there's something wrong there. There's Wolf, really something wrong. The first wrong five there. drives of the game, they had two yards and two turnovers. Yeah. Five drives. Yeah. Two yards, right. two turnovers. You're right. I mean, that is right. That's more than just a lack of execution. There's there's something wrong there. You're right. Yeah. And so they've got it. They've got to come together and find out what it is. When I and when I was talking earlier about a fight, I'm not talking about guys fisting up and, and punching the daylights out of each other, but there's got to be some more dog in you that yeah. starts to get a little nasty about things. And being nasty does not mean you chase a guy out of bounds six yards and then push him uh, and draw a stupid penalty. You know what I mean? Though that's frustration and not thinking it through. Um, it's it's about really being able to take a guy off the ball and mm-hmm. finish with a thunderous block, putting him down. Um, disengaging. Like, I've seen Cam, Cam Hayward doing what Cam Hayward normally yeah. does. Like Robert Spillane you know, against Derrick Henry and right. the Titans, right? Yeah. Like like, yes. like, Minka, like Minka Fitzpatrick at the end of the first Ravens game breaking up that pass in the end zone. That, right. that type of fight. Exactly. You'd say, it's like saying, remember the Titans, only it's Robert Spillane That's versus right. Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's right. All right, gentlemen, we got to get to uh, our last break of the first hour here because when we come back to start the second hour, we've got Bob Labriola at 11 o'clock joining the program. So we'll talk the labs on the other side. We'll get to more of your calls in the second hour as well. Tunchokin, Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. The sun was shining. I was laying in bed, wondering if she'd changed it all. If her hair was still red, her folks they said our lives together sure was gonna be rough. They never did like Mama's homemade dress. Papa's banquet wasn't big enough, and I was standing on the side of the road. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back. Uh, he's Wes, uh, and Wolf's on the phone, and we got our special guest, Bob Labriola. Uh, Bob Labriola is uh, from Steelers Digest and Steelers Radio Network. And, Bob, welcome to to the locker room and uh we disappointing oh uh yeah that, that's that's um that's an understatement i uh you know before um you know jacob called me to get me on uh shell shocked was the word yeah i uh i i i i mean i don't know i i don't know what to say i i um i was talking to mike pursuit a little bit earlier and that the um analogy he used that kind of um, you know, rang true to me a little bit was, you know, when you have a toy that's a battery-operated toy, and it's working, it's working, it's working, and then battery side, it just quits. I mean, that's that's kind of what it seemed like. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I got nothing. I mean, in terms of, you know, what, how you fix it, or uh, what's the root cause, or, I mean, I, I, I this is totally bad. <coughs> Yeah, you know, Ryan Finley, I watched a bunch of film on him, and uh, I didn't think he was going to be able to uh, uh, bring the Cincinnati Bengals to victory. Uh, I thought the Steelers were going to rush the passer, sack him, and, uh, you know, 
I, I just uh, – and it was a get-right game for the Steelers. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, the early turnovers, I mean, we've seen that happen in games, not just the, 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 in which the Steelers were involved, but, you know, other teams too. And you, you, a, a team comes in, one of the teams in the game comes in as a decided underdog. I mean, the most surefire way to get things rolling in that team's favor, get, you know, get the rock rolling down the hill for them, is early turnovers. You know, the Steelers turned the ball over three times in the first half. It led to 17 points. And the Bengals only had to move the ball, I think it was 73 yards total, to score two touchdowns and kick a field goal after, you know, coming up with those turnovers. So not only were they, um, you know, bad in the sense that turnovers are bad generally, but they were – in, in parts of the field where it didn't even really require the Bengals to have to do too much with them uh, to cash them in. Uh, and then in the second half, you know, the Bengals only attempted five passes in the second half, and they won by ten. Um, yep. that, that, to me, is uh, that's really damning that, um, you know, that would happen like that. It's... I, as I said, I'm, I'm totally shocked. You know, Labs, one of the things that, uh, as, as we look at this whole thing as it unfolded, one of the things that I, and I know people, again, I go back to um, Juju with the logo and all that stuff, but you create opportunities for inspiration for the opposition. You do that in various ways. One of them is when, you know, you you fumble a ball or you turn over the ball, right? I mean, those were obviously opportunities for inspiration and creativity and scoring points in the first half. But when all the stars line up that you got somebody who everybody's been making a lot of stuff out of TikTok, the logo and dancing and all this, and suddenly Von Bell says it all comes together in a perfect trifecta of a, the perfect storm where he gets to light up Juju on the logo creating a fumble that t- carries it to a touchdown. I just got to believe that's almost like a 14-point swing rather than just a mere fumble and opportunity for the, the Bengals to put some, some points on the board. Well, and, you know, the other thing that I believe that's at work in these kinds of games, not only between teams, you know, kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of record and prospects uh, for, you know, the postseason and stuff like that, um, you know, you have one team that is maybe thinking about Christmas and, you know, what mm-hmm. the kids for, you know, did I get the, did all the gifts get delivered, UPS deliver all the gifts, and, you know, thinking about those kinds of things, end of the season um, things, do I have enough boxes to pack up my stuff to go home? And if you give them reason to believe that they can win the game, then they become that much more formidable an opponent. And so sure. I, I think that um, certainly for the Bengals' defensive backs, uh, the, the notion of you know, possibly getting some payback on Juju held their interest. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Vaughn Bell, Vaughn Bell, that's his name, right, Bell? Right, yeah. Right. He yeah. lit him up. He, light, he lights him up, and I, I just, you know, there's, there might have been no fans in the stands there at um, you know, Paul Brown Stadium, but that certainly had to send a jolt of 
uh, electricity through that sideline that lasted at least through the end of that game. So, you know, it's it's in its own way, you know, that's a self-inflicted wound. Right. Um, and so, uh, but you know, again, uh, I've asked, I've been asked this question. I've tried to answer it. Uh, you know, I'm a dinosaur. I, I, I get it. I, I, uh, I don't understand any of that stuff. Um, I, my preference would be that it, it not be part of, um, you know, the game or the sport or whatever that, uh, however you want to describe it. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I, I, I don't think, I don't know that the social media, uh, phenomenon is going away just because I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know um, if if that is a um, realistic um, uh, um, procedure or rule to put in or any of that stuff. You know, I, I just I just don't know if if, um, if you can do that um, and make it effective. You know, as a team, say okay, no social. You're not allowed. You know, whatever. Um, you know, because that's that to me is kind of ridiculous too. Uh, so, again, like I said, I, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of this stuff for weeks now, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Labs, let me ask you about this too. Bob Labriola with us here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Pittsburgh. Uh, you mentioned there a, a minute ago uh, talking about how slow starts, mistakes allow you know lesser teams like Cincinnati to hang in there, to think they can beat you. Um, eight straight games now the Steelers have not scored points on their opening drive of the game on offense. Five straight games without any points in the first quarter. Is it as simple as you know the, the game plan, the script has been found out and they've got to come up with something new? Is it down to execution? Uh, it's, it's obviously probably a combination of both, right? But how do they start getting the offense going quicker? I got no idea. I mean, I hate to, you know, you, you phrased that so eloquently and everything, and I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, the only thing that I would point out is that, you know, we've seen some games where, uh, you know, the first third down pass was a drop. And so, to me, there's nothing wrong with the play call. Um, if the ball hits a receiver in the hands, you know, you should catch it. Um, there are, you know, countless examples of, um, you know, guys just not doing what they should be able to do against the caliber of opponents they're going against. Hmm. And you've got, you got an offensive tackle sitting in there probably a few feet away from you. And, you know, I can, I can point out this stat. Um, Al Villanueva and Chuksukorfor gave up eight quarterback hits and a sack to Carl Lawson and Sam Hubbard. Now that ain't exactly Wilbur Marshall and Otis Wilson right. talking about there. Um, so you know what do you say, Tunch? If you can't beat the stiffs, you are one. Yeah, you 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 can't beat the stiffs. You are one, and you and they have to punch, punch, punch. Um, because you know Ben was. Ben was getting hit a lot. I mean, yeah. he may have only got sacked once, but, you know, and, and and you know, the way it works is, you know, sometimes it was a clean pocket and he would miss Chase Claypool deep or, you know, those kind of things. Other times, maybe he was locked into the guy that he should throw the ball to and didn't really have the time or the space at his feet to step into the throw and get the ball where it needed to be. You know, uh, as Mike Tomlin calls it, popcorn. It's one thing one time, one thing another time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it, it, the way that 
you know, I would, you would hope it would be is if it was always one thing all the time, it would be easier to fix. Hmm. Wes, like if you, uh, as you said, if the script was lacking, you could change the script. But you go over some games like the first quarter and you have, you know, guys open, the ball hits them in the hands and they drop it. Hmm. So in those instances, that's not the problem. In other instances, you know, the play call or the design of the play might be the problem. And so, you know, it's um, there's a lot of leaks in the dike. And I don't know that it's possible to plug them all. And, I, again, I mean, guys who are making plays and getting the job done through the first 12 weeks, 11 games of the season – all of a sudden, can't get out of their own way. Right, yeah. Hey, Labs, if you were Mike Tomlin, would you have a talk with Juju? See, again, I, and and that's kind of what I meant when I said I'm, a, I'm an old man, I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, we're so, dinosaurs too. Yeah, so, I mean, that you know, my um, my perspective on that, you know, I think you do have to be in tune a little bit with, you know, the age group. Uh, of the people that you're working with. And um, so, you know, uh, there, there has to be some meeting in the middle. But I would hope, but hey, what do I know? I would hope that getting lit up like that hmm. on national TV, you know, might give Juju pause, you know, to not do that anymore or take a couple of weeks off or whatever. But, you know, here's the other reality of it. Um, you know, there are social media influencers, they're called, whether it's TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or, you know, whatever. They make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. You know, so there, there are some, and I don't know this to be true or not, but I'm just speaking about, um, you know, other people who do this kind of thing. You know, you read about them. Um, you know, that, like that Lori Laughlin who's in prison for the uh, the. <laughs> Well, but I mean, her daughter—the Full House lady. Yeah, her daughters were influencers um, on whatever social media platform it is, hmm. and they make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. I mean, and they don't have a—you um, know what I would say again as an old man—they don't have a discernible skill. Uh, but this job, quote unquote, job that they have pays them a lot of money, and so um, can you say? to someone, an athlete, you can't do that anymore. And he says, well, you know, I make $400,000 a year doing that. Well, you know, uh, when uh, – I mean, I don't know what my answer is to that then. When Rod Rod Woodson uh, had a pick six against Cincinnati, against Boomer Esiason, uh, he danced and he pointed the ball to Boomer. And uh, Joe Green said, we don't do that here. (laughs) <laughs> and that's yeah. yeah i mean you know a different era yeah and um if, yeah. if rod woodson was making um you know close to what his base salary was to dance across the goal line <laughs> you know that, that's a tough sell then um so you know again i'm not sticking up for that i'm just admitting that i don't have the answer and i don't know that it, there is an easy answer to this. Um, so, sorry. I mean, I, 
I, I know <laughs> um, you have me on here for some specific things, but I, I, I'm just I'm I'm out at this point. I mean, well, I, 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 don't, I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what to say. Um, I, I you know, as, as I wrote today uh, for my column at Steelers dot com, you know, there's games left to be played. The Steelers have at least three games left, but it sure feels to me like the season is over. Hmm. Right. But I will say this, Labs, one of the things you asked was, you know, what do you say? You know, it's a lot easier when Joe Green says it. You happen to be looking <laughs> Joe Green in the eyes. <laughs> he, he, he he was decisive back then. Yeah. It is a different day and age. I get it. but Yeah, that, 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 and that's my point, too, uh, because I don't know truly what Juju's peers truly right. think of that. And the and the right of someone to capitalize on you know that kind of avenue to supplement their income because you know Aaron Rodgers does State Farm commercials. You know, is there really a big difference between State Farm commercials and TikTok videos? All I don't those, know. All those Baker Mayfield progressive commercials. <laughs> right. I mean, guys do things off the field to supplement their income, and some of the guys who do things off the field to supplement their income are making a ton of money just playing football. So, you know, again, um, can, I, can I say to, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, no more commercials? I mean, if Joe Green said to Rod Woodson, uh, and this is all hypothetical, please, I don't want anyone who's listening to this to think this actually <laughs> happened, but if he would have said right. something to Rod Woodson and Rod t- turned to him and said, hey, Joe, have a Coke, chill out, go make another commercial. Um, you know, so again, um, you know, men in glass houses, and I don't even know if that's a, an apt analogy for, for that situation. Um, but the dynamics in the locker room, uh, everybody having their own, to some degree, everyone is their own little corporation now, every player. Yeah. You you can you can be your own um, brand, and as, as I said, you know, reading about some of this stuff, it pays a lot of money, a lot yeah. of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and so, um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how you handle it. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly more questions than answers, and you know, labs. There's there's people playing video games, making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. You know, my parents always told me when I was growing up, video games will get you nowhere. Go outside. Well, right. These guys are making ten million dollars a year now playing video games. Right. Um, right. L- last one I wanted to get from you, labs, before we let you go here. Um, I just just wanted to get your thoughts on on the passing of Kevin Green. So sad. So young at the age of fifty eight. Um, yesterday. I'm just really interested to hear what you have to say about Kevin Green. Growing up, for me, a, a '90s kid in Pittsburgh, you know, when I was growing up, the Steelers were Kevin Green and Rod Woodson. You know, when, when we were out in the street, when we were out in the the lawn, everybody wanted to be Rod or everybody wanted to be Kevin Green. Uh, that Blitzburg mentality—that was my first real vivid memories of the Steelers. And he was just man, one in a million, an incredibly unique football player in person. Yeah, and you know um, what, you know, Kevin Green kind of. I was part of ushering in, you know, the next era of, of Steelers football in general and Steelers defense uh, in particular. You know, you went from the Steel Curtain of, of the 1970s, and then, you know, the next nicknamed defense was Blitzburg, mm-hmm. uh, and which started, you know, 1994 probably is when that really caught on. Um, you know, but 
you, you look at a lot of things, how that all came together. Um, you know, if Gerald Williams doesn't uh, accept an offer sheet from San Diego that included guaranteed salary, the Steelers never signed Kevin Green. You know, the whole bringing Kevin Green to Pittsburgh was in a reaction to losing the guy who was starting in that position in the 1992 season when the Steelers finished uh, they won the AFC Central Division and were the number one seed in the conference going into the playoffs. And so, um, you know, Kevin Green and the Steelers, it was kind of a cosmic um, quirk that, you know, brought them together. And, you know, I really think that it, it, um, it, it rejuvenated Kevin Green's career because he, ha- he had some good years with the Rams, but at that time, you know, the Rams were switching from a 3-4 to a 4-3, and they were trying to make Kevin Green a 4-3 defensive end, and he just wasn't, you know, he was a 3-4 outside linebacker. He was an edge rusher. That's what Kevin Green was. And so uh, it was a, you know, match made in heaven. And, um, you know, the guy was, uh, Pittsburgh loves uh, the defensive players who punished the quarterback. <laughs> and Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd had a, thing going there that uh, on the you know, bookend <laughs> edges for a few seasons where, um, you know, they tortured a lot of opposing quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was made Three River Stadium fun. Uh, games were fun. <laughs> and uh, there, were, there were a lot of winning uh, performances there. Uh, and, and that team with Bill Cowers, the coach, kind of brought back, you know, playoff games in Pittsburgh, which – you hadn't seen maybe for virtually a decade. And, um, yeah, Kevin Green, Rod Woodson, Greg Lloyd, I mean, those were the main people uh, on the Blitzburg. Carnell Lake was another guy. LeVon Kirkland. Uh, they, yep. Right. They turned. They are, the, they are the people that drove the run and shoot out of the NFL. Right. Because, you know, Buddy Ryan always called it the chuck and duck. <laughs> really wasn't the chuck and duck until, you know, Cower and Capers and LeBeau and Marvin Lewis came up with that alignment, you know, where you had Lloyd and Green, and then just outside those two guys on the wings, you had Lake and Woodson. And, um, you know, three quick steps from Woodson or Lake, and you're right in Warren Moon's grill. And you could do bad things to Warren Moon back in those days. <laughs> you know, I did quarterback um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun, and for, especially for a fan base that loved defense. Wes, I can definitely see um, why Kevin Green was a favorite. Yeah. Great stuff, Labs. Thanks so much for your time, as always. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, fellas. Merry Christmas. You as well. Merry Christmas. Merry gonna, Christmas, Merry Christmas, Labs. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Uh, and he's Wes, Wild Wild Wes, and Wolf uh, is on. And I'm Tunch, and uh, we'll be back after this. Way down here.
you know, I'm, I, you know, I don't have a playoff type perspective. As I sit here, I got a, you know, I got a six day perspective in terms of our next outing, um, and 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 that is nothing new. You know, we're we're one foot in front of the other in terms of our mindset. We're singly, professionally focused, regardless of the outcome of football games, and so that's where our heads at. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, we're back. Uh, Wild Wild West and Wolf, and uh, we're, we're just uh, celebrating uh, the loss yesterday. <laughs> Mexico sounds pretty good right now, yeah, fellas. I, I want to go to Mexico. <laughs> Okay, I think celebrating the loss is not something we want to do. <laughs> well, no. you know, you know, uh, um, uh, Mike Tomlin said uh, we six days uh, later we're going to play the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, right. we got to win. We got to win this game. Well, you know what's going to start with winning practice, first of all, and that starts when they put the pads on or get together for practice and they start getting back to it. And you've got to work hard in practice and you're going to have to make sure that you got dot all the I's, cross the T's. But there's got to be something between next week yep. when that goes down and what just transpired because right now things are not clicking and people – have got right. to step up yep. and start making plays. And it's yeah. starting to feel a little too much like the last two seasons, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it just kind of fell apart down the stretch. And, and yeah, we need to get the good tidings of, of joy moving in the right direction here Christmas week. So let's go to the phones. Brent in Portage, Pennsylvania. Brent, welcome to the locker room. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, buddy. Doing good. Hey. <laughs> I called. I called a couple weeks ago, and uh, I feel like we're we're uh, maybe still in the same place that we were. Uh, a little more of that. Uh, there might be a disconnect. Um, you know, there was the there was the run game deficiencies. There was the the drop balls. Uh, we talk about the the O line and their blocking. Um, is there something that? Uh, you guys think inside that the players can do uh, for themselves? Because we always hear, we always hear Mike say that, you know, uh, we've, we've got this, 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 and the, and, you know, the routine plays not being made routinely, the fundamentals. Um, it it kind of feels to me like, like there's a disconnect. Uh, a couple of games ago, Ben uh, was taking responsibility at, in his postgame game. I need to throw the ball better. Uh, when it, when the balls were were pretty close to Ebron and and uh, Deontay's hands, uh, I think he was taking responsibility where he didn't need to. Uh, last night, you know, with his uh, with his some of the errors and his throwing not even coming close to Washington, uh, you know, the the offensive line. Uh, I, I feel that when Ben has the, the one of the quickest release times uh, from snap to release, um, that some of the offensive guys, you know, now that he's had to hold on just a little bit longer, uh, you know, to complete some of these passes, uh, I, I think that's a little bit extra on those guys. Um, that's where I'm feeling this disconnect. Do you think that there's, 
there's a way that, that we can get that all together, like Mike says in his post-game conference. Yeah, we can get this done. You know, one, one of the things uh, uh, you, you need to the offensive line uh, is punching and sticking. Uh, and uh, when, the, uh, when they jump up, you drive them into the ground. That will take care of some of the uh, the the hands like Margus Hunt up in the air tipping the right. ball, mm-hmm. but I as as I understand it, what I really think about fellas, it's the power of one, and the power of one begins with the very first play, and it begins with setting the tone and all those things that we've been talking about. Look, there's just no way that you can go into a game. I don't care if you're playing the little sisters of the poor, but if you start off the game. And you've come eight straight games of not scoring on your open drive. Five straight games, as Wes pointed out, of not scoring in the first quarter. Taking six drives before you get your first first down, and that's on a fourth and less than one, and you got to go over the top to get it. You, you do have a disconnect, but that disconnect can also be connected when people step up and start making the plays that they're supposed to play, uh, supposed to make. Look, you got to catch the ball. You got to block. You can't have Lawson and and Hubbard uh, being able to get so close to Ben with eight quarterback hits and a sack because that doesn't even include the number of times they were reaching out and grabbing his jersey or mm-hmm. touching his back, hitting his arm. All those things that create a, a collapsing pocket that leads to inaccuracies. And at the same time, you got to catch the ball and you got to run with the ball and do all those things. And it, it's just guys not stepping up and getting the job done. There's nothing more wrong with this team than people not catching the ball, not running with the ball, not blocking and not tackling and doing so when they're called upon at that point in time. So I mean, that's what plays are. So what do you th- what do you think has to happen, uh, Wolf? Well, you can't come out next week and go six series before you get a first down. You know, I mean, you just can't do that. You've got to be able to finish off drives. You know it as well as I do. Ben threw that ball to, to Mackenzie Alexander. What's going on? Yeah. You could see Mackenzie Alex- from the from the end zone view. You can see Mackenzie Alexander there all night long. Yeah. And, and you know, it surprised me that Ben threw that. Okay, but you can have that mistake. But at the same time, if you're Juju – I'm sorry, but even if you get hit in the chin with a helmet and the guy lights you up on the logo and he's mad at you because you were dancing on the logo, you got to hang on to that ball. Yeah. Just hang on to the ball, okay? You know, I mean, th- this is what football is. It's making the play when you're called upon to make the play, and I'm sorry I'm talking too long. <laughs> you're right, though. As far as, as far as the disconnect, uh, I mean, with Juju, uh, I, I agree with the money thing that Labs was talking about, but – uh, you know, that's, that's the other thing. I mean, does Mike T have to say it? Does 97 or seven have to say it? How about, how about the inside of yourself saying, guess what? This is the third game I've done it. We've, we've been pretty, we've been beaten pretty badly. Uh, maybe I should stop myself. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's just connecting into that disconnect thing that I'm talking about. Uh, you guys think it's, uh, too late to ask Santa for, uh, for a nice blocking tight end. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think we just Vance, asked Santa for a victory. <laughs> and you know, Vance McDonald is a good blocking tight end. Well, he he went out he went out on a pass, uh, and, and maybe I maybe I just don't know as much about football as I think I do, but uh, he didn't look back to Ben and, and uh, 
Ben was Ben was grilled. Uh, is that is that something that that you have to do to sell the play? I'm not understanding what you're saying when you say Ben was grilled. He got hit. Uh, but he got hammered. He got hammered. Wow. Well, uh, not, it depends on could. where it depends on where Vance was in the uh, you know in, in the, the progression. Yeah, yeah he, you know the route trees progression. Like whether it's hot. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and 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 I had one more question, but I forgot it uh, because at the beginning of the show, uh, Wolf, you were talking about your snackeration. What's your uh, <laughs> what's your snackeration choice when you get the when you get the chance to just sit down and watch? You know, pizza is good food. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Chaluch. He wanted a cheeseburger pizza like yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I kept uh, getting on uh, Reagan uh, saying, we, we don't have a cheeseburger pizza. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. All right. Well, hey, guys, uh, hopefully we can uh, we can figure something out here. Uh, and if, if not, then uh, we're going to be talking again. Uh, but Merry yes. Christmas, you guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, brother. Uh, Merry Christmas, Brent. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's uh, Wild Wild West, and he's Wolf, and I'm Tunch, and we'll be back after this. We better not be confident after, after a performance like that. Uh, I'm not concerned about our confidence. Uh, we just we got work to do. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin isn't uh, concerned about their confidence. He's concerned about. Uh, determination yeah yeah I, I think that's fair right yeah. these are, uh, all the talent that the Steelers have all the accomplishments right. um the, the quarterback being a two-time champion and a future Hall of Famer right uh everything that Cam Hayward all of his accolades Joe Hayden Minka Fitzpatrick TJ Watt who could win defensive player right. of the year yeah yeah it's 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 not about it's not about that touch it's just about them putting it all together and getting that ship steered back in the right direction yeah and, and uh, if they get it back in the right direction next week for Indianapolis that's going to be a huge confidence yeah uh, Wolf uh, do you agree no question about it look you know as well as I do all it takes is one win. Yeah. Just get that one win, and then things can change and turn around. You can turn this whole three-week loss thing going, uh, you know, around and around like this. You can turn it all around with a win coming up this week. And this is, again, why we started off with the premise, why it's hard to explain what it is. But unless you've been in that locker room and faced this type of situation with you and I, which we both have, yeah. okay, you realize, yeah, it takes steel determination but it can be done, and right. I do believe it. It will be done. I, I look to, I look at a lot of things. You can change 
you can get the the pass protection a little better, but we had signs of life of the running game. Okay, right. Maybe we get off the respirator here a little bit, yeah. but Vince Williams should be back next week. Right. Um, right. There's there's a number of things that I think uh, you can point to, and all it takes is they getting that one win. Yeah, and, and Spillane, I I, I think uh, should be back next week. Oh, that would be great. That would right. be a great addition. But if that, you could at least get Vinny back, that would be a big help. The Bash Brothers. That's right. All right, let's yes. go to the phones. Juan in Charleston, South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Juan? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. What's up, Juan? Hey, uh, hey Wolf. Like CRC, you got to take it out with me. I think we got to have one more win. Win. <laughs> Are you really going to be the Grinch who stole Christmas from the Wolfley family from me? <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, hey, hey, man! You know, I, you know, I love you, guy. You know, I got to make you laugh. I get, I get. Absolutely. I guess I got to let it go this week. I, I, I'll let you pass this week. I'll let you pass this week, my brother. <laughs> That's why I love you, brother. Very good. All right, shout out. I love you too, my brother. Shout out to my crew, the Dirty Dozen Bakers. Hey, um, hey, Tunch. Um, congratulations on having yesterday the clear time spoken day. Congratulations on that. To God be the glory, uh, Juan. To God be the glory. Amen, amen. And then I want to send condolences out to the Green Green family. Right. Kevin Green mm-hmm. was the second man to love that guy. Yeah. All right, let's get to this game. Well, it was ugly last night, but we had a couple of milestones last night, so let's talk about that. Ben Buchanan, six player with 5,000 passes, passes completed, and a seven player to go for 60,000 yards. What you guys got to say about that? Oh, man. <laughs> it, it it doesn't matter if you don't win. Well, it's You know, it's a testament to his greatness. Yeah. That's really what it's all about. You yeah. know what I mean? He has stood the test of time, and you can't be competing for any of those records. And there are secondary records, that's for sure, you know, because it's all about winning. But the fact of the matter is you can't compete for those records unless you've been truly great for a long, right. long, long and time. And Ben has been great for a long, long time. Amen. Yes, I agree with you guys. Hey, and also uh, with this thing with Juju, like Laz was saying, maybe he have an endorsement deal with TikTok, so he maybe he's getting paid to do those things every game. So we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, he's also getting paid to not fumble the football and to make yeah. plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. So there's a, there's a balance there. That's not the reason why the Steelers are losing. So but it's not a right. great it's yeah. not a great look when you are losing. What's TikTok? It's a it's a video app. Um, so it's, it's, you know how Instagram is with pictures, right? TikTok is, it's all videos right. and, and they're usually dances and they've got music to them and, you know, people start new dances and then everybody does the dance challenge and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a video app platform that is primarily dancing. You'll never see Wolf and I dance. <laughs> well, not because you can't guys, you just don't want to. I know you can, you just don't want to. You'll just never see us on TikTok unless it was an accident. <laughs> 
Good stuff, Juan. Hey, so with um, so with this, one more thing. I'll let you guys go. So week seventeen, the Wizards look like it's going to come down. We're going, they're going to have to change the Browns game to prime time, and oh. it's going to come down to that game because the Wizards going. I don't see us beating the. I don't see us beating the Colts with the way that defense is playing. There's still time. Six, you know, six days until that game. But you know what, Juan? I didn't think about that. Uh, there is a good chance that that week 17 game could get flexed into prime time. Yeah, oh no! I, I don't. I can see. T- I can touch and Wolf and I, Stan and Jacob. Everybody's. Oh no! Don't give us another prime time. Don't game. give us prime time. I, you know, I think the uh, last game of the season, they don't go in night. Maybe four o'clock. Huh? I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Huh. If nothing else, so yeah. Chalooch will hold yeah, out they, for a cheeseburger yeah, pizza. Going... <laughs> Juan, good stuff, buddy. We we gotta uh, right, guys, we gotta keep it moving here. But thanks for the call. Merry Christmas, Juan. Merry Christmas, Juan. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go, Brad in Hermitage. Uh, Brad, welcome to the locker room. How you guys doing today? Great. Uh, shout out to the Dirty D. Um, you already covered the uh, Juju <laughs> stuff pretty good. Um, one thing we could do is maybe hire James Harrison to get out there and tackle him if he ever gets close to the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I do love that James Harrison commercial, though. That yeah. is really something. Yeah. He's really good at that. Um, saw a lot again last night with the tackles jumping real quick for um, J.J. Watt. TJ Watt, um, they're not throwing the flag on that. I don't understand that. Yeah, there, there's been. You know what? I, I I was screaming at the TV the whole first half. It it's very frustrating <laughs> when you see TJ Watt, and I know we all see this, and obviously we're wearing black and gold glasses. But I, I'll, I'll say that it's not just Steelers fans who have pointed this out. A lot of football people nationally have too. TJ Watt gets held all the time. He gets yeah. mugged out there mm-hmm. a lot. So, yeah, when you're seeing what looks like a, a quick little half step, almost a little crab step there by, by the right tackle, and it's not getting called false start, yeah, that, that was frustrating last night. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I, I definitely did, especially in the first yeah. half. Yeah, yeah, he was doing it on every pass play. I don't think he was doing it on the run plays, but pass plays he was doing it. Yeah. And then one thing, this team is really beat up mentally, physically, and if we would have won last night, we could have used one of these weeks coming up as – semi bye week because we're not going to get a bye week with the first round of playoffs. Um, the Cleveland game is more important to win than this Indianapolis. Going on another short week, which we've had so many of these things in the past 12 weeks, we haven't had a bye week. They need to maybe just let this game go as a like a bye week and give some of these guys a break and go into the last game and win that one. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Brad. No doubt about it. Look, you're gonna have to play, go pedal to the metal, man. This is this is playoff time. They got to get going here, and it starts with turning this thing around and facing Indy. And you know, it starts with one win, and you that's that's all you can concentrate on. Don't worry about postseason. Don't worry about the Browns. Yeah. It's Indianapolis, and it's coming up in six days. Well, if we win the Brown game, we win the North, hands down. Nothing, nothing to say. We don't yep. win this game against Indy. We still gonna have to play hard against Browns to try to win the North. But if we give these guys a break this coming week on a short week again, let's let some of the backups play instead of the starters. And if we win, we no, no, 
Brother, here's here's the thing about it. Just like I said earlier, winning begets winning, losing begets losing. You yeah. got to turn this ship around. Yeah, right. Yeah, but these guys, are, I don't think they can. They're beat up mentally and physically. Maybe it's need some kind of break. Brad, I understand what you're saying, and and I have compassion for their bodies. But you're talking to two guys that used to go twenty straight weeks pads three times a week on an artificial turf. Right. I mean, yeah. that's just that's that's the way it is. Yeah. We, you know, they can overcome it. They're trained. They're professional. They can do it. And that made us tough, uh, Brad. That made us tough. Uh, you know, Chuck used to kill us in practice, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So we we were tough. And I hope they do turn it around, but something's got to do something here. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. All right, thanks, Brad. Uh, we we, we uh, are, have run out of time. Yeah, we got the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up here next. Um, and guys, this has been a lot of fun. Right. I always enjoy. I always well, enjoy you, chatting with you guys. Wes, I, I love you. Uh, thank you for coming on <laughs> with us. Well, I guess we maybe we should. And by the way, well, we, we can, can say our goodbyes now, but we're going to. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll be back here in a few minutes yeah. to lead into the Mike Tomlin press conference, but we'll say our goodbyes now. And yeah, what's go. Uh, What's going on for tomorrow? I mean, we're I'm all you're, out. you're uh, coming in. Okay, you and guys, you're coming you. in. Okay, and, uh, Wolf has got to uh, be on uh, on the phone. Gotcha. Will I'm you be here tomorrow, Tunch? Huh? Will you be here tomorrow as well? Right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, guys, we're going to uh, take a break here. When we come back, we will lead into the Mike Tomlin press conference. So don't go anywhere. Craig Wolfley, Tunch Yokin, Wesley Euler in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. <laughs> Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.